Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's a great pleasure to welcome today's program, Kathy Fulton, who is Executive Director at the American Logistics Aid Network, or Allen, and Dr. TJ Schaefer, who is Head of Strategic Programs at Project 44. And today we're going to talk about advanced visibility in emergency response situations. Now, we all know the key role that supply chain logistics people, processes, and technologies play in kind of everyday commerce. But those same capabilities and expertise also play a critical, critical role when emergency response situations arise. So, um, you, you, know, what are, you know, what types of challenges uh, are encountered when these uh, situations arise? How can the supply chain logistics industry, you know, help? And, you know, how can technology, you know, play a role in, in these efforts as well? Well, those are some of the questions we're going to discuss in today's episode. And uh, it's great to have you know, Kathy and, and TJ with us to kind of share their insights and advice on this topic. So, uh, Kathy, TJ, welcome to the program. Thanks, Adrian. It's great to be here. Yeah, appreciate it. Glad to be here. So, Kathy, let, let me start with you. And, and uh, I've certainly, uh, we've crossed paths many times at different conferences, and, and I'm familiar with uh, what Alan does, but, uh, and I'm sure many people in the industry does as well. But just in case some of our viewers aren't you know, as familiar with the organization. Can you give us a brief overview of, of Allen and what its mission and focus is? Sure. So Allen was actually formed by the industry right after Hurricane, uh, Hurricane Katrina um, in response to the logistics challenges that happened along the Gulf Coast. Uh, you know, there were shortages and uh, lack of deliveries of, of critical commodities. And uh, the supply chain professionals got together and said, you know what, we literally ship things around the world every single day. Um, it seems like we as, as professionals ought to be able to, to deal with this. So that's kind of the inception of the organization. We've been involved in every major disaster since. Uh, and the way that we work is by supporting the nonprofit and the emergency management community as they are uh, doing their response on the ground. So we're not going to be the people who are on the ground, but uh, we're assisting with the logistics coordination. And that can be anything from uh, warehousing, transportation, material handling equipment, anything that, uh, that you need to run a commercial supply chain. It, the same holds true for uh, a disaster relief supply chain. Um, and so you know, we're here to help the, the nonprofit community connect to the business community uh, by finding donated or discounted resources. Yeah, no, that, that's great. And I remember when, when that came about, obviously, Katrina was such a, you know, uh, disruptive and, you know, all sorts of ch challenges involved there, not only logistically, but, uh, you know, the human toll that it took a, a, as well. And uh, I think, you know, you, you would, you like you like you mentioned you know you realize that at that point that you know what we do and what the industry does on a day-to-day -day basis you know can play a role there moving forward to, to really assist when those things uh, you know happen and, and already this year I mean we've we've been impacted by you know a couple of major hurricanes which is you know this time of the year is is not uh, uncommon you know with, with Florence and and Michael I mean what, what types of you know challenges arise from from these major storms and, and what are some of the hurdles that you know Alan has to overcome to, to respond effectively sure and, and I'll start with just some of the business business challenges that um, even our commercial supply chains have to deal with 
and in that's loss of power and damaged infrastructure. Um, in the case of Hurricane Michael, uh, similar to what we saw in Puerto Rico last year, it wasn't just damaged infrastructure, but completely destroyed infrastructure. Um, and so when those power and communications and, you know, water, wastewater infrastructure uh, are, are completely decimated, um, it, it's really difficult for the business community to continue operating. Where it's difficult for the business community, um, who are often well-resourced, it's even more challenging for the people who are living in the communities. Um, when you look at some of the areas in North Carolina uh, and uh, Florida Panhandle that were affected, it's not, uh, it, the communities were not necessarily um, uh, the richest or you know, most well-resourced. Some, some very impoverished communities were affected. Um, and so that's really where the strength of the nonprofit community, the, the voluntary organizations active in disaster or the VOAG community comes into play. Um, most of them are already working in those communities for other reasons, um, you know, whether it's just the, the daily hunger challenges or, um, you know, whatever it may be, uh, they have those strong relationships. Um, so for us, looking at, you know, how do we engage, how do we get the business community engaged, our first priority is, you know, check on our businesses that are operating in that area. You know, how, what's the effect on warehousing? What's the effect on transportation? Two very different challenges between uh, North Carolina and Florida in that, you know, in North Carolina with all of the flooding, I-95 was shut down for, for days, right? Um, in Florida, I-10 was shut down for a short amount of time but you know, some pretty easy altern alternative routing. Um, so all of those, again, those same challenges that the business community has, the nonprofit community and emergency management community also faces. Um, and sometimes they're even more impactful to, to the folks who are not doing logistics on a daily basis. So that's where the, you know, the, the real connection between um, merging the commercial entities who, who understand what it takes to get around kind of the, the everyday challenge um, with the nonprofits and emergency management groups it is such a, nat a natural fit. And, you know, not every um, emergency manager or crisis manager understands logistics, but every logistician, every supply chain manager understands crisis because they're dealing with it in some form or fashion every day. The truck shows up late or there's, you know, there's something that happened with something in the warehouse. We're all crisis managers as logisticians. You know, that's a great point. I mean, we talk about, I mean, obviously on this program, we've talked about a lot about, you know, control towers, right? We talk a lot about how supply chain management in many ways is, is exception management, right? Because nothing ever goes according to plan. And really the, the companies that are the most successful are the ones who are able to manage exceptions as smartly and as efficiently you know, as, as, as possible. And then that's really the, some of the core capabilities and skills and, and experience that's, you know, applies to your point, you know, in these types of situations, which kind of brings me to, uh, to, to you, TJ. I mean, now we're kind of getting a little bit into, into the technology side of things. I mean, obviously, you know, technology plays a key, you know, an important role in helping companies manage their supply chain and, and logistics operations as smoothly and as effectively as possible on, on a day-to-day basis. But, but how can technology help and how is it helping you know, in these types of uh, emergency response situations? Sure. I mean, I think going back to what uh, Cassidy, uh, Cassidy was speaking about, um, 
you know, just, and maybe even going further back, I mean, as a consumer, everybody's kind of expecting an Amazon-like experience, right? You want to know whatever you ordered online, when it's going to arrive at your doorstep, right? And so companies uh, and business, especially business to business, are, are really expecting that now. They want advanced visibility of to where their, their items are in the supply chain. And that's what Project 44 helps out with. Um, I think what's interesting, though, is the pe same people Kathy was referencing are, you know, really should learn to expect the same experience and, and disaster response. And I would argue that it's even more critical in that case to know the advanced visibility of where those supplies are coming inbound uh, to help those, uh, those affected by the natural disasters. And more uh, specifically, uh, actually, uh, you know, understanding the ETA of that arrival so things on the ground can actually be uh, planned properly. You know, it, it, you know, it really comes back down to kind of that foundational desire that when you know, when you talk to supply chain logistics professionals, they always talk about the need or the importance for for visibility, right? And and in this area, in this case, you know, as, as you mentioned, you know, having that visibility in terms of um, where materials might be, uh, where are they in transit, where they might be in in, in storage, uh, and and then uh, you know the the expected times of arrival uh, can help. People on the ground who are trying to manage, you know, in this kind of almost chaotic environment, you know, help them plan more effectively, right? I mean, in terms of being able to to know when things are coming in, and then they can they can plan around their resources and their activities around that visibility. Yeah, it's literally a life saving uh, case, you know, in that situation because if you're you know if you're shipping phones or, or some other. Uh, you know, item that that's really just for fun. That's that's one thing. You know, knowing when that's going to show up is is important uh, to your to your revenue stream. But knowing when that you know that truckload of water or those meals are, are going to show up it really is can be the difference between life and death. No, absolutely. And TJ, I mean, I would think that part of the the challenge here, just like it is in a day to day piece, is really integrating you know, all the sources of information so that you're able to have that in, in some kind of uh, uh, aggregated platform or, you know, so, so that you don't have, I mean, I, I think part of the challenges that we have historically visibility is that, you know, you've got a lot of paper-based systems, you've got a lot, you know, that this, uh, uh, you know, fragmented databases and all that, you know, trying to bring all this information onto kind of a, a common platform, a single version of the truth is, is partly what's going to help in this type of environment, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, you think of all of the, the things that Kathy was mentioning, people are offering their logistic services. So, you know, trucking companies, people that are offering warehouse space and what have you, there's a lot of uh, very positive things happening there, but it also leads to complications in that case where those different sources of data need to be aggregated to provide that uh, advanced visibility. Yep. No, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, ma making the, uh, you know, as, as the saying goes, making smarter decisions faster. And really, it's kind of bringing those source pieces of information together in, in a format, in a way, in a timely manner so that you can, you know, act you know, as intelligently and a, a, as quickly as possible. Um, so, so, Kathy, I mean, can, can you share with us, you know, some, some of the success stories that Bellon has achieved, you know, to date? And, and how do you measure success? Sure. Well, I'll, I'll actually start with the how do we measure success? And for us, that's, that's really pretty easy. Did the, um, did the disaster survivors get what they needed when they needed it? Um, and so we're working closely with our nonprofit partners to understand who are they serving? Um, 
you know, what are they, you know, in, in what way are they collaborating with other nonprofit organizations? Um, and then what's the impact of, you know, the forklift or the transportation or warehousing service uh, that was provided. Uh, and what we find is, you know, it's not just, <laughs> I, I love to say it's not just delivering diapers because it may just seem like it's, it's a truckload of diapers that, that's getting to, um, you know, to a disaster survivor and, you know, maybe the, the industry touch on it is minimal, but then it, you know, it gets handed out at a point of distribution. Uh, but ultimately it, it provides comfort to someone who has, had a really bad day. Um, so, you know, some of the softer metrics that deal with, you know, with the comfort and care and, and hope and, uh, uh, and dignity provided. Um, you know, when you look back through the history of the organization, you know, we, we have really seen some, some doozies of, uh, of, you know, crisis, everything from the earthquake in Haiti, which was, you know, catastrophic, uh, to, you know, uh, just most recently, we're working on the, the Typhoon U2 in uh, the Commonwealth of Northern Marianas. Um, and so uh, it, all very different types of, of disasters, um, but some cool successes, you know, along the lines of businesses who step up and, uh, and store pallets of, uh, you know, water or food that, uh, that get shipped pretty quickly um, to uh, groups that, that um, transport uh, items that are needed much longer after the disaster. So we have groups who, um, who help move some of the, um, the items the, for couches and, and things to, to move people back into their homes after, you know, after the homes are rebuilt. Um, so, you know, I, I'll share one quick story because I think it really is, um, is illustrative of, of the way that um, you never know where that, that support is going to come from. We were working with a, uh, an organization who had donated um, some equipment to a nonprofit, and the equipment was in California. It needed to get to um, to northern Florida, uh, most recently with Hurricane Michael. And the equipment, you know, we found a, a transportation donor, got the you know got the the truck on the road, and everything was going great. And about halfway through the trip, uh, we hear, "Hey." they forgot to load the pallet jack that's needed to, to move this equipment around once it gets to, to North Florida. Um, and so the scramble is on, right? And, you know, it, finding material handling equipment is, is typically a pretty easy touch for us. But uh, I, I happen to, you know, so we're, we're talking thousands of miles that, that this equipment is moving. I happen to, to you know, just take a look to say what other nonprofits have we been supporting in that area where where the load is destined. Um, and I happened to see that there was a particular grocery store that we work with on a, a regular basis that had an operation literally across the parking lot. So you go from this, you know, thousands of miles of distance to this really local connection and everything in between is, is up for grabs in, in the way that, uh, that Alan, you know, calls on our business community to help. And that's, you know, I think that's the nature of logistics and supply chain, right? We're global, but everything happens, that touch happens locally. No, I think that's, that's great. I mean, we, we talk a lot, a lot about the importance of collaboration, again, in, in supply chain logistics, again, when it comes to you know, day-to-day operations, but arguably it's even more critical in these types of situations. I think that's a great example of how the different you know, participants that, that you know, play a role here uh, can, can collaborate with one another uh, you, you know, to, to provide, you know, positive, uh, positive outcomes. 
and, and you know, talking about collaboration, TJ, I mean, going back to you, I mean, how did, how did Project 44 get involved, you, you know, with Alan to begin with? And, and how will you continue to support kind of Alan's mission and, you know, moving forward here? Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, I was, uh, Kath and I are both fortunate to be part of a great organization, the Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals. So that's where actually Kath and I met. And then actually I, I learned more about uh, Alan at, at that point. And, you know, said, hey, this is really something that uh, Project 44 can help out with. And being part of the organization here, you know, really felt it was important for us to really be part of and, and support Kathy and, and, and Alan and, and everything that they need. Um, as far as the way that we can support, and I think we've already discussed that, is, of course, helping provide that advanced visibility to all that support that's coming inbound, right? So she mentioned about a shipment coming from California. So indicating where that is on its journey, you know, what is the estimated uh, time of arrival, um, and, and then really providing that advanced visibility, which is going to be critical, as we talked about, maybe not in that particular case, but in uh, the case of you know, water supply or immediate supplies after a natural disaster, it's really important that Alan and, and their partners and the other nonprofits, especially those people on the ground, understand when those goods are going to arrive and schedule their, their labor accordingly. And that's where we're gonna help out. Yeah, I, just, I'll add to that in that, you know, scheduling labor in the nonprofit world means getting volunteers there. And so figuring out when to get your volunteers to the right place is, is always a challenge, but even more so, uh, and we're excited about being able to, you know, provide the, that community with, with the better, you know, situational awareness um, for, uh, for getting, for mounting their resources. Right. I mean, because the last thing you want is, you know, obviously, you know, people give their time to volunteer. The last thing you want is to have, you know, 100 volunteers show up and then just stand around for two hours because, you know, the, 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 the truck hasn't arrived yet or, you know, no, and no one knows when it's coming. Right. So that's, uh, that, that doesn't create a positive uh, situation for, uh, for anybody. Um, so, so as, as a way to wrap up, uh, you know, Kathy, uh, I mean, for companies that, you know, aren't already involved, you know, with Alan, I mean, how can they get started and, and you know, what, what can they do to help? So here's where I love being able to point to very specific examples like what Project 44 is doing. They're using uh, what's their core business, their core operations to just support in a different fashion, right? So that visibility that they're providing for their commercial customers is going to have a huge impact for, for the post-disaster community. Um, and so I'll say, look at what your operations are. What is your key line of business? That's the best way because you're most familiar with that. You know, if you're, um, if you're a warehousing company, don't try and go do finances for somebody. That's, you know, probably not the best use of, of your labor. Um, and then I'll, I'll also say protect your employees. Um, make sure that your business has a plan. Uh, the best way to, <laughs> to recover from disasters is to make sure that those employees have homes to go back to and they have jobs to go back to. So protect your business, you know, help your employees protect their homes. Um, and then finally, you know, check in with us, raise your hand and, and tell us that, um, that you want to be involved. Let us know that, um, you know, you have transportation services or you have warehousing services or whatever it is that you would like to offer because we can help match you with 
a nonprofit organization that can uh, that can use that, and not just during disaster, but year round. You know, disasters. Uh, you know, happen and then the news walks away. Uh, we're still responding to Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico. We're still working on uh, things for Houston for post Hurricane Harvey. It, those needs are going to last for a long time. So um, there are always opportunities to get involved. Um, and you know, just give us a shout. No, I, I know. I know that um, you know. Recently, when Hurricane Michael was kind of approaching, and and kind of we knew that um, you know there was going to be needs there. I know. You, I think you, you guys sent out a press release or whatever. You, you pointed people to to your website because you have a lot of stuff in your website where people can you, yeah. you can post your needs or you can and the types of things you're. So what's what's the website so people can check that out? Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's fairly straightforward. AlanAid.com. Org, A-L-A-N-A-I-D dot O-R-G. Um, yeah, we, we do post our needs. Um, you know, we, uh, we, we don't post the donation offers. We kind of we keep those, but we work with the nonprofits who we know are uh, in need of them, and we share them directly with those groups. Great, great. Well, I think this is a you know a great example of you know how the industry can come together to uh, you know do, do a greater good, right? It, it, by leveraging the, the skills and the talent and the technologies and the capabilities that, that we have, uh, you know, for day to day commerce to, to leverage it in these types of situations that really have uh, you know uh, uh, you know could be life and death situations for for, for a lot of folks. So. Um, you know, like I always say at the end of all our episodes, we, we always manage to scratch the surface on these topics, but I think we, we covered a lot of ground today. Hopefully we've, we've made people aware of, of Alan who weren't aware in the past and, and can now, uh, you know, keep you guys in mind uh, in terms of what role they can play moving forward. So, uh, so with that, uh, you know, Kathy and, and TJ, thank you for uh, making the time to be with us today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Adrian. Uh, I want to thank those of you that joined us. Uh, if you're watching this episode on demand, uh, either at the Project 44 website or on, on Talking Logistics, and you've got a question or a comment for Kathy or TJ, uh, you can post it there, and I'm sure they'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us, and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.